Welcome to TJ Talks. I am your host, Chad, and with me is the super birthday girl, Teresa. Hi, Chad. Hey, hey. Happy hey. birthday. Thank you. It's been a great birthday. It's fun to be doing this today. Oh, man. Well, I'm impressed. It's exciting to do something like this on your birthday. Get to be honored to have about a half hour to an hour of your time to make this happen. So this is yes. great. It is an honor for me, too. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, today we're going to be talking about a fun topic, I think, for a lot of people. Because people like this. It's risk. People like it? I think they do. I think that people are addicted to it. Some people like it more than others. I'll give you that. I don't know that everybody likes it, but okay. You know, uh, I like it in some venues, but not at all. So, yeah, well, we're going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're not risk-averse. Not at all. So I think that's the, the thing. Yeah, if we were risk averse, we wouldn't be doing this. Exactly. And risking people saying, why are you doing this? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. And I say that people are addicted and they are addicted to things like gambling, which is when people think about risk, they think about money. At least I know a lot of people I talk to do. Oh, yeah. So, but then you go to Vegas, which, you know... Uh, it's the, right up the road from where you live. And, right. Uh, for a lot of people, they have the lottery, and there's lots of other gambling outlets all over the United States. In fact, I couldn't even believe it. Up in Washington State, up near Seattle, yeah. it, you can be 18 years old and go into little, like these little mini casinos and play blackjack. At, at 18? At 18. I blew my mind. Yeah. Well, weren't they just talking about that on 60 Minutes a couple uh, months ago about how these casinos are everywhere? Every state has them now. The governors can't get enough of them because of the revenue they bring in. But meanwhile, there's gambling, uh, you know, Gamblers Anonymous is blowing up because they have all these new members because people just go to these casinos and spend every last dime they make in these casinos. You know, I can understand why here in Florida there's been such a backlash to bringing casinos in. Right. Because of that. Right. But I have to say, I like the fact that there's Vegas. I like the fact that there's this place I can go once a year, get away, or, you know, where it's a big deal. Right. Well, that's if you go once a year. I think the problem comes when these people go all the time and they're, you know, they're abusing that, that uh, stimulation of gambling, right? Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about abuse and stimulation, but <laughs> definitely... <laughs> I mean, not in that order, but, you know, um, I think it's a problem when it consumes people and they can't function, mm -hmm. you know, like any good addiction makes you unfunctional. So, yeah, I feel like like in poor Vegas, they probably hate it. Right. Because it's taking away from their their supply and demand. There are people that have, can go wherever they want now. They don't have to go to Vegas or Atlantic City or whatever. Oh, yeah. But I mean, Vegas is still they offer so much there these days anyways. But here's the deal. These people go and they risk their money. Do you know anybody that ever freaking wins? I mean, I don't know anybody that wins. I, I, when I was on the cruise ship, I, I won plain bingo. And what did you, how much? 750 bucks total. Right. How, how much did you play? Mm, not that much. Not not, a, okay, well then that was a win. Then. That's I, I, I think I, I put in $100 worth of bingo card stuff. Okay. So it, you netted 650 ish Yeah, that, that's true. The, the true. net was about 650 
So, but I think it's it's a it's more funner to more funner. It's more fun to say mm-hmm. I won seven fifty, even because we don't want to think about what we put into it, right? Well, and, yeah. I mean, you buy a you know buy a lottery ticket, you got to take the one dollar away from the million, right? It's true. <laughs> That's very true. I, and in fact, I have a two dollar lottery winner ticket in my wallet right now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to turn it around and reinvest, baby. There you go. I, I'm going to take that risk. It's a birthday risk. It, it's a birthday risk. I'm entitled, right? I, you know, what is the deal? I think that people think, because I know I do, if it's my birthday, I'm buying a lottery ticket. I feel like mm-hmm. I'm going to be luckier on my birthday. It's my special day. Yes. It, I was lucky enough to be born today. That's right. I should be lucky enough to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I will definitely go out and, and get those tickets redeemed this afternoon. You're right. Uh, and But what is the deal that we are addicted to gambling? Or not all of us, but that what draws people to go? Uh, I could either have a nice meal, which I mean, or I could just bucks. Yeah. I mean, you think about this when you go in and you take your money and you go into a casino, you turn it into this unreal object. It no longer is money anymore. Right. And you don't think of it as money anymore. Well, of course, because they give you those chips and they're plastic and it's not. There's no value to that. It's not the green stuff that we're used to spending. So they make it like play money. So they they trick your brain already. Do you know? And I, they play you with alcohol. So a different, you know, but, you don't have any conception of what real money is at that point. But, but do you you know what I'm talking about? How like if you had a hundred dollars and you mm-hmm. and you were and you said I could buy lots of stuff. I could go out to a great dinner. I could do all you know all this stuff. Hundred dollars. Right. You walk into a casino and you go. Here's 20 bucks. You don't even think about putting that down on a blackjack table in some cases. I guess. Although, interestingly enough for me personally, Mm -hmm. I always, I guess because I have the wrong mindset. First of all, I don't feel lucky when I go to Vegas, right? Like Mm -hmm. I usually don't win. And I know that I personally believe that your mindset and your energy and your chi and all that bullshit really matters. And if you Uh don't feel like you're in a good winning space, then you probably aren't going to win. Now, I also know I'm afraid to lose money because I need that money to pay my cell phone bill or whatever. So I always laugh and say I'm just better off going to the roof of the casino and throwing the money off than I am putting it on a table because my odds are I could go down and catch it faster than I can make it back on the table. See, and, and Vegas makes it very difficult for guys anyways. Oh, why because, is that? Because there's many places that they can go lose their money. <laughs> they can rate their money down? Is that what you're saying, Jeff? Well, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. No, I agree. I think I think there is I, I'm sure this is true. And I, I although I have no facts to base this on, uh, I should Google this quickly. Who does have a gambling addiction predilection more? Is it men or is it women? I would I would instantly think men. I'm curious if that's true. I don't believe that. I've heard that. those. I have heard that the um, those video poker machines are uh, are the. They are the work of the no, devil. Those, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you always you're see, uh, you know, it's like 20 ladies sitting in there. And here in in, in uh, Florida, they have these, this is the weirdest thing. They have these adult arcades. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. As soon as you hear adult arcade, you think like porno. I think the time is what por- I think. Porno yes. place, right? No, here it's, um, they're. they're video poker machines that don't win money. They win like credits. It's, okay. it's like an adult version of like the old video, you know, this is what, the, you know, like you put a quarter in the machine and 
you know, you could play Space Invaders like for 20 minutes on a quarter. Here you get like 10 seconds of gratification going da -da 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 -da, watching the thing spin or playing video poker or whatever it is. And then if you win, you get so many credits and then they give you gift cards to places. Oh, gift cards. Now that's worth gambling for. All uh, right, all right. I just Googled it. Gambling addiction spreading to women. Uh -huh. And it's women are more and more becoming more easily gambling addicted. Oh. Women are faster, fast surpassing men as casino customers and make up a growing number of the problem gamblers. Okay, never mind about my theory. Uh -huh. Shut that all the heck. I just oh. figured it was about even. I figured, you know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so, well, all right, so it, it doesn't matter. Men versus women, everybody's everybody's inclined. Mm. Oh, and, and, and to plug another podcast to talk about yeah. men versus women. Yeah. Um, sl uh, NPR, NP uh, Intelligence Square just did a debate on uh, men are over. That was the, the thing. <laughs> men are over. Men are over. <laughs> so if you want to listen to that, go ahead. Uh, don't pause us. Finish this podcast. <laughs> right. Listen but, to this first. You'll be risking, you know, not hearing anything if you if you pause this podcast now. We're, but we're way funnier. <laughs> but men are over. Like the era of men are over. Now women are just going to surpass them yeah, everywhere. That's right. Well, that's there are more women in college now. More women with degrees now. More all of that. I've heard. So yeah, yeah. you'll have to listen. <laughs> okay, so I will. I will, uh, I will I download it. I, I don't, don't want to offset our podcast. Um, jobs, and we're not talking Steve Jobs, we're talking about actual employment here and the risk thereof. And I th think that there's the risks that we're talking about is do you, if you have stability in a, in a job, what gets you to move from one job to another job? Mm -hmm. You know, are you willing to take the risk to, while in your own job, go above and beyond? Right. I think I've done that twice. I've taken jobs while I was currently employed. They say it's always easier to get a job when you have a job mm -hmm. and moved out of one field into another. And the move was successful and probably not terribly risky for somebody with my low qualifications. <laughs> but but uh, in general, it was a complete divergence from the road I was on to a new road. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a risk to leave the job force when I did and, you know, stay home with my kids and stuff. That was a little bit risky too, because who's to say when you go back in that you're going to get back in anywhere near where you started. So, but here again, since I have a low qualifying standard, <laughs> it wasn't hard to reenter the, the job force yeah. um, as a returning uh, person. So yeah, I've never, uh, and I, I would say though now I'd be hard pressed to leave the job that I currently have, which seems Knockwood, very stable, mm -hmm. to try something different in a different field that I wasn't confident would be successful. I, I would really have to think about that long and hard. Mm -hmm. What about I, you? Would you jump ship if you had to? Sailor yeah, Jay? Yeah, Sailor Jay, yeah. I would um, <laughs> jump ship, yeah. <laughs> right. I, I should be drinking because I think I'd be faster. Um, I... I am constantly looking for opportunity and I'm afraid of being stagnant. And right now I'm pretty stagnant and I'm looking for that opportunity internally at the right. same place. Right. Yeah. You know, because I think growth is important for people when you don't feel like you're part of the team or that you're no longer, your usefulness has been surpassed. Then you kind of go, well, all right, well, I mean, I can sit here and, and slide or I can, 
kick ass and take names. And and I guess that it would just depend on the opportunity, right? I mean, if somebody really wanted you or made an offer that you couldn't refuse, then I guess you do it. Oh, if a company came to me and said, hey, we want you, I would be very hard-pressed to not give it full my full due consideration. And what about um, moving and, like, changing venues and completely upsetting your life? You know, like, would you do that? For a job? Uh, you know, I think if you have to consider a, another person, then the chances are you probably aren't going to move. Okay. But if you are on your own, I don't think there's really anything that stops you from going somewhere else. Right. No, it wouldn't. I mean, if I was on my own, it wouldn't be a problem. I'd just be gone. <laughs> it would just be done. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I guess it's easier to take that risk when you're by yourself, right? So... Yeah, but I mean, you still there's still a lot of things when you're on your own. You have to do it all. You don't have right, to, you know. Right. Like I have a, a friend who just moved to Hawaii with her husband, and wow. yeah, well, they the, he's a chief in the navy. Okay. And so he went there first and kind of got the place, and then she moved there, and they're trying to find housing and stuff like that because Hawaii's small. It's not like they're you know easily finding properties and stuff like that. So, um, it's that idea of making that big move from one side of the country all the way across the ocean. That's a big deal. Right. You know, it, I mean, it's not so risky because it's from the same company, which is the Navy. They're going to hook them up. But still, I mean, you leave all your family behind. You have to start over. If you were employed, you have to get a new job. I mean, there's a lot of risk. And if you don't get the job, then you have to change your lifestyle and your income based upon all of that. Right. You know, especially if you have bills. It's true. Yeah, well, and who doesn't have that? Right? No, no one has bills. All uh, right. Okay, so next thing to talk about is relationships, which is like, I think, a big risk. Yeah. You know? Like the biggest risk, right? It's got to be because... It doesn't work out. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, yeah. Because then you're risking everything financially. You're uh -huh. risking your health, essentially. You're risking... Yeah. Yeah. You put a lot on the line. So, yeah, I think that um, that's a tough thing for people to commit to that to a relationship. Because that's... Maybe that's what the, the risk is, is the commitment. Because your heart and your emotions are out there, and if they get stomped on, mm -hmm. then you're devastated, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think people are inclined to make that risk more often than not. It's hard did, for me to talk about this. Well, go ahead. What well, were you going to well, say? Well, why, why do people get involved in this relationship business anyways? Why do they make that risk? You know? What? Well, they want to feel like they're part of something bigger than themselves, right? And so a relationship is that... One plus one makes three. Personified. Yeah, like I'm I'm more than just me. I'm in this with somebody else. I love them. I'm going to spend my life with them or whatever the relationship is. Mm -hmm. I think that... I think that's why people do it. And and the sad thing is, is that be, when they do it and it goes wrong, then they have all this other stuff that they bring into the next relationship that's going to temper whether or not it's going to be successful. Exactly. And that's too bad because if they just... If everyone could just go into it with a clean slate, regardless of what happened to you the last time, I think at least then you'd have a better fighting chance. So I guess the thing is, in, in any of these things, and we don't really talk about this much, but there's this term, like where I work at, it's called risk mitigation. 
Have you heard that before? Okay. I have not. You haven't. Risk mitigation. Okay. The, the tr- I have not. The idea is that you want to do things to minimize the risk involved in whatever you're doing. Okay. So risk management or whatever. Yeah, but they, yeah. that's their, their term. is Because you can't eliminate risk. You mitigate it. You reduce it to the lowest level possible. Okay. Yeah. So in a relationship, how do you reduce your risk to the lowest level possible? That's, you know, <laughs> how do you, you know, <laughs> in gambling. I know how I do it when I go to Vegas, right? I, re- I re- only bring so much money with me. And when it's over, it's done. Okay, so then how would you do it in a relationship? I yeah. wouldn't understand. Like, you would right. choose right. somebody that you don't really like, or what What do you mean? Right, it's like that song, right? If you want to be happy for the rest of your life. You've heard that song? No, no I have no. not heard that song. Oh, well, I, I won't sing it anymore, because I suck. Who is it? Who sings it? Oh, who is it? It's not your CeeLo Green guy, is it? No, no, this is an old <laughs> song. Hold on, wait, oh. let me see if I can... If you want to be happy for the rest of your life. Um, Make a... A pretty woman, your wife. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Well, I guess that's one way of risk management. If you Wait. if you choose somebody who's maybe not as attractive or whatever, uh-huh. I guess you could. Although I don't think that matters because I think there's a lid for every pot, and it, it just it doesn't matter. Uh huh. That's my opinion, anyway. A, a Jimmy Soul is the name of the person. Jimmy Soul, I've yeah. never heard of him. Yeah. Dang, I'm so out of touch. Uh, uh, and it, uh, the song goes: If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman your wife. Oh. <laughs> so, from my personal point of view, get an ugly girl to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I can see that if, if you have that worry in in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So wow, this is a risky topic to talk about. I know we're going to be in so much. You say it could be bad. It's going to be totally bad. Exactly. So I guess we should probably just move on. Let's talk about other. Let's talk about something more cheerful about risk. (laughs) All right. I maybe we'll go right into the last. The last topic we're going to talk about is risky behaviors. Right. Well, this is like a loaded topic. The whole thing is loaded. That we're it is, ta- it is. We've taken a big risk with this whole thing. Risky behaviors. And Hold on. Let me pour my second glass of wine while we talk about the risky wow. behaviors. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I know. I know. Okay, so, but, all right, in general, I don't feel like I'm, I'm a daredevil. I don't feel like I do a lot of crazy things. I used to drive faster. I don't drive as fast as I used to. Uh-huh. I definitely, um, I definitely feel like I live... I, I live differently in those regards, although, you know, joking about my wine or whatever, that's risky to drink. It's risky to, to uh, you know, eat badly at my age. You know, mm-hmm. my arteries could clog at any moment. So I guess, I don't know. I, I don't skydive, so. You and don't, I don't skydive. You don't skydive? You don't Did bungee you jump? No, gosh, no. Do you ride roller coasters? I will ride a roller coaster. To me, that doesn't feel risky. No risk. Okay. But I guess it is, right? Because you're counting on some $8 an hour mechanic to make sure that he did his job and stops the coaster, I guess. So that is pretty risky. Probably riskier than other things. I, I think uh, lot, there's a lot of people who are afraid of roller coasters. They're afraid of a lot of things. Do you have it's to have fear, fear to have risk? I, I was going to say, I don't know that they go hand in hand, right? I'm afraid of ghosts, but if somebody said you want to go see a haunted house that was legitimate i would risk it and go right would you because what would you have to lose do you your life would you well i guess if somebody said you know it could be some sort of i guess if it was some sort of scary 
super killing ghost, I guess. I don't know. I swear the ghost picked up a hatchet. It came after me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It locked me in and stole my soul. It's like that movie where, uh, where the, the, uh, ghosts take over the bodies of the humans. Was it the skeleton key? Okay. Did you see that? No, it's spooky. I would never see that. Oh, you don't watch spooky movies. I never watch spooky movies. Uh, It's too much of a risk. I can't sleep. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it, It made me mad. That movie made me very upset. It, and why? What? What was? I that? didn't like the ending. Oh, all right. Well, don't spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. I'm but sp- I won't see it. You so. won't see it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, it I'll spoil it for you offline. <laughs> Fast forward if you don't want to hear this, right? No, no, there are no spoilers. But well, yeah, I, yeah. Frankly, it's a risk going to any movie these days at ten bucks a ticket and twenty bucks a popcorn bucket. If you don't like it, you're out your money. Worse than you are in Vegas. You know, I'm surprised that that's not something they're doing, is a money-back guarantee on movies. If the movie sucks, we'll buy your ticket. They would be out so much money, first of all, because people are inherently bad, right? And they would just say, I didn't like it, even if they did. So they would just be giving money back hand over fist. (laughs) But, I mean, I wouldn't do that. If I like a movie, I like a movie. If I don't like a movie and I had a chance to get my money back, I would say, I didn't really like this movie. Have you ever walked out in the middle of a movie? That was so bad. One time years ago, the movie called The Lemon Sisters with, um, oh my gosh, Diane Keaton and I think Bernadette Peters or I don't know, mm-hmm. some three women trio of actresses. It was horrible. JP and I went and saw it. I don't even know why he agreed to see it with me. He's you know always good about doing that, though, taking one for the boy team uh-huh. on seeing the chick flicks. And, um, and we walked out of the movie. It was just so bad. We've done that once as well. And which movie? Do you remember? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, it, shoot. it was, but it was so bad. We actually went and got uh, tickets for another movie that they paid for. Oh, good. All right. So we, you got satisfaction out of that? Yeah, we went and said, "We can't believe that you guys are showing this movie. It just sucks." And we were. <laughs> it was like 15 minutes into the movie, and we laughed out, and we went to the manager, and we said, "We paid for this movie, and we've been in there for 15 minutes, but..." It's the most awful movie ever on the planet. And, All right. And they said, oh, no problem. What, take your, what, take what your other, money and enjoy yeah, another what, show. Whatever, what other movie would you like to see? And, Good. Uh, I love when you get customer service. Yeah. It's always a risk asking for it because you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. I, I, you know, and then there's other behaviors that are risky, like foods that people eat. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Drink I love, it. I love risky food. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there, there is risky food, isn't there? Yes, there is. There, that, yeah. What was that Z- Zimmer guy? He goes off bizarre foods. Oh, Andrew Zimmerman. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's crazy to eat the stuff that he. But yes, I just, I mean, to me, foods are risky because a, what are they going to do to my system, and b, they're calorically damaging. So that's why I feel that food is risky. But that's just me. He's he eats bugs and weird things. I I can't get into that. Uh, you know, I follow that guy on on Twitter. And, okay. And sometimes I just can't stand some of the stuff he writes on there. Oh, <laughs> just like it's like, come on. Really? Yeah. yeah. I don't watch his show because it creeps me out. But yeah. Ugh. Ah, uh, yeah. No. But risky behaviors. Other than that, like, I can't think of. I mean. Well, some people would say there's risky sexual behavior. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, yeah, that one time. Yeah, that's exactly what the, you think, right, when you say that. What's the, the unprotected sex with the Haitian drug user, but I only did it once. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. No, um, I think that people, if, if you do, if you engage in that nowadays, then 
then you're just crazy, right? I mean, who it, doesn't? Isn't that more than just a risk? Yeah. That is, um, that is just, yeah, simply extra crazy. And the thing is, it doesn't necessarily matter to what extent you try to make it unrisky. It can mm-hmm. still be risky. It's, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But faced with the fact that the world is just a giant Petri dish, right? Like, every time you turn around, you're just inundated with bacteria and germs and just things that are horrible. Leaving your house is a risk anymore without covering yourself in plastic. And and no wonder everyone is purelling themselves to death because they're afraid of running the risk of getting sick. So I guess it doesn't really matter what you do. It just you can't stop it. Yeah. You know, that's an interesting thought is that, you know, the fact that just waking up and living is a risk. <laughs> right. It, I'm risking right now that I'm going to be hit by a bus. Right. So, right. You know, cancer, your cell, use your cell phone. You're going to get cancer. You know, and it's, uh, everything is, is it's spinning out of control. It's like, you know, people who won't let their kids go outside and play because the boogeyman's going to come get their kids. And, and now we're, we, you know, we kind of think the boogeyman's real. Well, okay. So that's a good question. Like I don't live that way. And, and, and maybe it's stupidly that I don't live that way, but I don't, um, I, I mean, I lock my doors and I lock my car or whatever. And, and let me just broadcast this to everyone that I don't occasionally do it, but I don't live of getting mugged or getting stolen from or getting I don't live that way and then maybe Knockwood is that why I don't have too many of those problems yes my house has been broken into before and yes I've had things stolen out of my car but I just in general don't live in a fearful state of mind so I wonder if that makes me less prone to be victimized do you know what I'm saying do you know that crime has actually gone down in the United States in the last 10 years I think I knew that, actually. It was a recent statistic about yeah, that. Yeah. And it makes sense. I mean, I think we all have so much else to do that there's no time there, to do There are more police now than there have ever been before. There are more people okay. in jail than there have ever been before. Wow. And um, so it's, yeah, the statistics of uh, those types of things are actually down. So it makes you wonder why we're still coddling a whole society of you know, people who are afraid to, you know, get out there and experience a little bit of life. Right. And I think that's the key right there. It's important to manage your risk or mitigate whatever word you want to use, Uh but you can't be afraid of living. And, and all too often, I think people are afraid of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And that's the whole thing. So you should do some risk. Yeah. Right. Isn't that the point? You know, All right, let's go to Vegas right now. I think so. I, <laughs> I'm gonna get take all of my clothes off and uh, sell them all, every possession I own. Okay. Except for the skivvies. Walk up to the to the uh, roulette wheel and bet it all. <laughs> Somehow I feel like if you walked into Vegas, a Vegas casino with skivvies and a handful of cash. Probably nobody would look twice, you know, as long as you had the cash. If you didn't have cash, you'd be asked to leave. Do you know a guy did that? Really? Yes. A guy from England sold all of his worldly possessions, including all of his clothes, rented a tuxedo, and walked into a casino in Vegas, went to the roulette wheel, bet it all on, like, I forgot what the number one, what the number was, but it was like... Uh, or no, it wasn't a number. It was just red. He put it all on red. Right. And they spun the wheel, double or nothing. He won. 
<laughs> no kidding. Uh, but yeah, that that really did happen. It's wow. Like risk. Yeah. All right, but he was wearing a tuxedo, right? He was wearing a tuxedo. He should have done the G-Street thing. I think it would have been much more effective. <laughs> much more effective. Well, it depends how he looks in the G-String. But yes, uh-huh. every guy looks good in a tuxedo. It doesn't matter who you are. You know, you guys are lucky that way. Wow. It's no risk for a guy to put on a tuxedo. Everybody knows he's going to look amazing, right? Is Really? You think so? Yes, men always look good in tuxedos. doesn't yeah. matter what shape, size, whatever. Should... Yeah, you guys are lucky that way. Women oh. cannot claim one item of clothing that will instantly make them all look amazing, like you guys own the tuxedo. Well, you guys can wear tuxedos, too. Yeah, but it's not the same. It's not the same. There's tuxedo you know dresses. It. I've seen them. <laughs> Yes, but it's not the same. That's you guys got that corner, that market corner. Uh, well, I think we've uh, risked plenty today. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, let's close this up. So for TJ Talks, I'm Jed. And I'm Teresa. And we will chat with you later. Talk at you later. So, wow, this is a risky topic to talk about. I know. We're going to be in so much. you say could be bad. It's going to be totally bad.